Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Another episode of the D&D Project Podcast. It's Dan in the building. Nell's in the building. What's happening, my brother? What's good? What's good? My good people. Hey, man. What's um interesting stuff going on over the last week or so? Things happening. Um, as usual, people making foolish decisions in their lives, so therefore they go viral. And then we got to chop it up and talk about it. So let's get let's get right into um your man Joe Rogan. So as we always mention, always be talking about like you cannot do certain stuff because it will come back to bite you. People be digging and searching, and when they find something on you, they find something for you. They are going to release it and go a hundred miles an hour at you about it because for whatever reason they just got it in for you and they want you to suffer. So like I hear a lot of people saying it's um conspiracy theories and. Everybody's after him. Everybody wants to take him down because of his stance against um against vaccinations and the COVID quote unquote conspiracy and everything. And I really don't think that's it. I think I think somebody <laughs> saw something, somebody heard something, was like, Oh snap word. This is how Joe Rogan getting down. Let me go ahead and put this out here right quick and and roast him or let me get this out here right quick and like fire off on him because I can't allow him to speak this way and do this type of stuff. But then it, it reminded me, wasn't Joe Rogan the one that um was exposing the dude that was stealing jokes before? Oh yeah, he was. 100%. Who was that dude? Um Carlos Mancina. Carlos Mancina, yeah. So like and he was doing it it was pre uh pre social media, before social media was like real big. I think what maybe be a man. May have had MySpace back then. Did we even have MySpace when he was doing that? Yeah, we had. We definitely had MySpace. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it, you, it would be. It, I mean, you could go on YouTube and see if you if you want to see. Like, you just got to put in Joe Rogan. Uh, like Exposes Camila. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could definitely go. You could definitely go on YouTube and check it out. I, you know, obviously, me in that world, I, I knew too much about that stuff. So. Yeah, but it made me think about it. I was like, yo, this dude got exposed, but he was exposing somebody back then. Like he was roasting dude too. He was going in on dude about him stealing jokes. He did it he did it live. He didn't do it yeah. like how, how people do it now. People do it now and be like, oh, you know, do it on the do it uh on with a camera and all you know, type of stuff. Yeah. He was at the comedy club and exposed them live. Yeah, he went and jumped up on stage on him right quick. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, one of those type of moments. Yeah, so now the shit has come back around. Now people are exposing him, and it's being a different era. <laughs> we in that internet era. We in that I can save whatever I want to my cell phone or to my desktop, and I can run it a hundred times and crush you. And dude's getting crushed. Now the um the clips I've seen, like there's no excuse for what he's saying. Like he can, they can try to justify it. They can try to say, oh, it's not that bad. But the clips I've seen is when he was saying something about he walked into like a black place or a place where a bunch of black people was. He's like, man, I felt like I was in the Planet of the Apes movie. So there's, there's, there's no logical excuse. There's nothing he can say to explain that to me. Like, I don't see how you can justify or explain that right there, son. I, you know, I've, I've, I've looked at this a lot because, I mean, not that I, uh, I obviously, I, I, people know Joe Rogan. I mean, he has the the biggest podcast in the, in the country. So, I yeah. mean, that's obvious, right? But I've, uh, I mean, I've been following him a long time, and, and the main reason is obvious because he is a comedian. So, when I, when I had seen this, I didn't think conspiracy, I mean, conspiracy theory is, is silly that anybody would actually think that. And the reason is, he said it, yo. He, he, he said what he said, and he said it multiple times, not one or two times. And this is what happens. It was not a conspiracy when uh, Kevin Hart got, ex- you know, when he said the stuff about his son saying, you know, about the son being gay or whatever like that, that's gay and blah, 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 blah. There was no conspiracy. These are not conspiracies. These are people going to dig in your past. That's just what it is. Yeah. There is no conspiracy for, oh, he's, he's saying what's right about COVID and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. That has nothing to do with it. It has, it has more to... If you say something in the past and you are a prominent figure, 
the shit is going to come back up. That's just, it's just plain and simple. It's one and two. That's just one plus one equals two. It is no, oh man, it's because he's this and because of that. He's, no, he's just like everybody else that got exposed for shit that they did in the past. How many times has a player been exposed for some, saying some racist shit if they was, you know, maybe say some racist shit. I know about three players off the top of my head that they said some racist or crazy shit and then all of a sudden they got exposed. I know plenty of people, uh, Kevin Hart right now that comes to the head uh, when he was about to go do the Oscars. Oscars and then all of a sudden he had to apologize for that. Uh, we have, um, I, I, it's, so, it's like so many people that say some shit and then all of a sudden they have to apologize about it. That's just what it is. So when you say something and even he said it is he feels like a weight has been lifted off because he knew it was coming up. Well, then this can't be a conspiracy and it can't be something, you know, it can't be a conspiracy because you know, you said it and eventually you knew it was coming back up. You understand? So conspiracy is some shit like where they talk about the crazy. Conspiracy is the crazy shit where people are like Tupac is still alive, like crazy shit like that. Like the shit is just nobody can prove it. We we are matter of fact, you can prove it. Unfortunately, Tupac is dead, but that's a conspiracy that people have it locked in their head that that's a conspiracy. This shit is hey, I said this shit and it came back up and that's just what it is. That's it's. One and one and two. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. It's crazy that he even that he even said, "Well, yeah, I knew it was coming." So, like, why didn't you at no point be like, "Hey, look, once upon a time or back in the day, I said X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry, I said it. I shouldn't have said it. Whatever, whatever. Why you wait till it comes out?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I knew it was gonna happen." But, and I tell you the reason why. It's the same reason when people cheat, they don't go home and be like, baby, I just cheated on you. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? nah, but that's different, son. Cause nah. in, in, in that you're case, hoping to not get caught. That's what it is. You're nah, hoping to not get caught. In that case, you, you hiding stuff. In that case, you hiding, you ducking, you dodging, you trying to avoid getting caught. In his case, like he knew eventually somebody was going to see that clip. Oh, yeah. People that cheat eventually know that it's going to come to an end. You don't, you don't think people that cheat don't think it's going to come? To, it's going to come to an end. Uh, Jesus, uh, I would say uh, I would say a good a good amount of chances if you continue to do like he did it. Uh, what I don't even know. He said so wild, like said it like twenty five times and twenty five different occasions. So yeah, he was real he wild with it. 20, that's what I'm saying. So if somebody cheated ten times on a guy or a girl, if you cheat on your girl or if you cheat on your guy, you did it. One time, you might get away with it. If he said the N-word one time, he might have got away with it. You can't say it 25 times and get away with it. You can't <laughs> cheat on your man or your girl 10 times and then feel like, I'm invincible. This will never come up. No. <laughs> eventually, you know, you're going to slip up. You're going you're gonna to get drunk one time or you're going to fall asleep. So you're going to put your hand on the motherfucking, on your iPhone, and then all of a sudden, that's it. You're caught. It's, this is how it is. So, when you when you do something, you can, it's just like robbing a bank. You rob a bank one time, you might get away with it. Nobody ever catches you, right? No, we never caught this guy. But if you rob fucking thirty banks and they got all these cameras and all this shit like that, you're over. It's finished. It's, you're done. Yeah, at some point, I get to say, but nah, I'm pretty sure people be like, "Yo, I'm never getting caught. I'm nice at this cheating. Nobody's oh, yeah. ever gonna catch me." Yeah, I'm pretty. I think he. I think subconsciously he knew it was happening. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, uh, he, he, he just hoped to. it never came back up. Yeah. And you know what? This crazy when you are that successful, you're like he, he was. He's been successful for, uh, for a, a while, while now. While. Yeah. So, so I think it was one of those situations. Like I think he thought, like, damn, I didn't get caught all of this time. That's crazy. And I, I believe at one point he believed like it's going to come up. You understand? And then when when a whole maybe a two years go by and you're like, damn, I still didn't get caught. That's when you start believing, man, I might not ever get caught. But <laughs> it, it, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It might, it's like one of those type things. Until you start doing something that's like, oh, this causes a, a, a ruckus. The only reason that somebody brought this back up is because a ruckus came out. Like with the whole, he said something and he had to apologize and then somebody was like, let me see about some Joe. It's probably some kid that don't even know about Joe, didn't know about Joe Rogan the entire time, right? Then all of a sudden he was apologized. The shit went viral. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to find out some stuff on this Joe Rogan guy. 
Yeah. And that's how it happened. That's how shit happened. It's always somebody that don't give a fuck about the person. And then they're just like, yeah, let's ruin this person. I don't know nothing about him. Fuck him. Yeah. But he's a he's a very smart dude. Like you say, he has like the highest rated podcast, most subscribers, yeah. all that. So he's an extremely smart dude. Like he understands all the algorithms and all of the business behind podcasts and entertainment. But he just he made a decision to just like kind of like let it settle and thought it was just gonna you know eh, it's just gonna it's gonna wash away. But like you say, he's away. just he's he's just too popular to where there aren't some sector of people who are looking to see how can I humble him. And I don't even think a lot of times people want to crush people or destroy their careers completely. I think a lot of times people just want to humble some folks like, man, he thinks he's too good. Let me let me find something to humble him. And then the thing they find is something like that and it ends up being wow. completely crushable and, and just destroys their whole setup. The, the crazy thing is he is it's one of those things where he's so popular that unfortunately or or fortunately, depending on how you feel about him, that this is going to we already know how society works, how this new society works. So fortunately or unfortunately unfortunately, however somebody feels about him, he will be back on the air and in about two to three weeks, yeah, yeah, he's not going to be gone too long. And then that will be it. He's going to gain too many followers just based off that. Yeah. And based on, based off, like you said, based off somebody that probably didn't even know who the fuck he was. And that, like, you know what's crazy? And I don't know if you heard this story, about it came uh, a, a, another uh, podcast or another, let's just say another company offered him another $100 million if he would come over, if he would leave Spotify and come over to their platform. And that is more, I think the, comp- the company that is actually offering him is more of a, like a right-wing type of uh, uh, podcast. So it's like a right-wing type podcast, right? I say that to say is there's going to be an, the people that, that he said, he said all of that and somebody said, hey, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. We won't mm-hmm. send to you. Why don't you come over here? And is there always going to be an audience for? There's going to be an audience for him. Any for anything. Not, I'm not saying that he 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 spews negativity. I mean, what he said was fucking crazy. But what I'm saying that on his podcast right now, he doesn't really spew negativity. He might spew misinformation. You understand? Um, but there's always going to, like you said, there's always going to be an audience, regardless of what it is, regardless of how you slice it. If it's something crazy negative, if it's crazy positive, there's an audience for all of this. It's just that the day and age we are we are in, when you spew craziness or when you when you spew conspiracy theories and all that other shit like that, there's a huge audience for that, and that's because of the climate that we're in. Yeah, man, and they're going to they're going to flock to him because they're going to say he believes like us. So we ride yeah. with him. We ride with him now. Now he our man. We gonna ride with him. And we going here, we going there. Wherever he's going to be at, whatever he's going to do, we're going to flock to him and follow him. Yep. And now with um with uh Trump saying, "Man, stop apologizing. Why are you apologizing so much?" Blah 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 blah. Is now his his folks are going to be like, "Yeah, that's my we man." Ride well, with, we heard. ride with Joe Rogan. So well, 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 they saw the clips. They saw the clips of this nigga saying "nigga," and they were just like, "Now, who is this guy? We definitely ride with this yeah, guy. We got to put him on the team." <laughs> Yeah. So now you have a whole group of people that's gonna follow him. He's gonna lose some followers, but he's gonna gain Way more that much more. And it's off of negativity, off whatever you want to call it. That's just what yep. that's what it becomes. Like I heard this story the um the other day with this this girl. She was talking about how she was on a flight at like right at the height of COVID or right when COVID I kind of was kind of like plateauing or whatever. And this guy on the plane died from COVID. Like he was on the plane, he started having medical problems, and he died like mid-flight. So God she damn. she was on Twitter and she was like, "Oh man, I can't believe this guy just died on the flight. He probably died from COVID." Blah 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 blah. Not thinking, she just went to Twitter and just posted it. Random, random thing. That's what people do. The, the next day, she had like 
20,000 followers and people were going in on her like, why are you on a plane? It's COVID. That's what you get. You should die too. You, you, uh, you're a super spreader. You're, you're the reason why we can't open up. Like everybody went at her for something she said in the situation. I say that to say like she, people just followed her just to get at her just oh, to yeah. say something to her. And that's, what's going to happen with this dude. He's going to get a whole bunch of people. That's just going to discontinue him and, quote unquote cancel him from their lives. You have a whole nother group of people that's gonna follow him to hate and follow him to love him. And they're gonna be all over it and this dude's just gonna keep making money because he's gonna start doing appearances. Like you said, another two, three weeks, he's gonna start doing appearances and things like that. And he's gonna start getting back to the money. Like it's not gonna stop. It's gonna slow it down for a minute, but it's not gonna stop it. Yeah, this is just a this is a step back so he could jump forward two times. Yeah. <laughs> this is the the cha cha slide action. <laughs> exactly. He's definitely going to do a little step back. Oh, I got to apologize. No problem. Let me apologize. This shit will never come up again because now it's out. I don't ever have to worry about it no more. Now I could just be me. And, and I know people are like probably thinking to us, like, how do they feel? How, how do we feel about the whole situation? You know, our thoughts about it. And I think he wild out. I think. I know I'm going to come off crazy because I see things, always see things from comedian stance, but he wasn't saying it in a joking way at the time. He, he might have tried to be entertaining to his listeners at the time, but I'll tell you how I feel. When I saw it, I'll tell you how I feel about it. And people are probably going to be like, this guy here, fucking idiot. Uh, but I'm going to still say what I say. Um, I feel the same way I feel about a lot of stuff that comes up from fucking 10 or 15 years ago. And it was 10 to 15 years ago, motherfuckers. Shit was crazy different now. Was there right and wrong 10 to 15 years ago? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did he know saying that word was crazy? Probably did, but he was probably doing it as entertaining. I say that to say that we had Jimmy Kimball apologize last year because they brought up shit about him. We had uh, Fallon apologize about some shit because of shit he said in the past. Right? Yeah. There is nothing. There's, there was, uh, I know this is going to come off even crazier. I know people are going to probably turn off the podcast after I say this shit, but there was a time when R. Kelly was out here doing crazy shit with young girls, right? And there was a whole tape that came out. A whole tape. Ain't nobody stopped listening. <laughs> nobody stopped listening to him, right? Nobody. People, you know what's wild about the whole other thing? Is that people actually was interested in watching that tape. Right, yeah. so people see the tape and knew what watched I'm it again. Watched it again and over again, not knowing that you're watching pedophilia. Right? I say all every single thing I say is that the times were different. Not to say that nobody knew none of this was wrong. Everybody knows that saying the N-word is wrong. Everybody knew that watching the R. Kelly tape was wrong. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Fallon and all these other people knew saying like gay stuff or gay whatever back in the day was wrong. Everybody knew the shit was wrong, but and it was not right, but that's what people did. And that is, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, that's what people did knowing that the shit was wrong. So now that the times have changed where you like, hey, you say that shit is out of pocket. You cannot say that shit. And if you say it in 2020, 2019, blah, 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 there's a whole different story. Like, yo, we don't have this conversation. It's almost like when a kid does some crazy shit, right? Kid knows he's not supposed to put his hand on the stove. He knows that shit. He knows it's hot, but he does it anyway. So you're like, yo, you cannot touch the stove. Yo, I told you you can't touch the stove. Next time you touch the stove, I'm going to pop you. And all of a sudden, he tries to go back to the stove and, stove and do it. Well, now I done told you, so you already know the consequences. It's the same thing. You know, they, everybody knew what saying all these things was wrong and everything, but people still did it. And now that the times have changed, people know, like, say, hey, you know better. If you say the shit now, it's a whole different consequence. Yeah, some of the so, shit, shit wasn't that long ago, son. It's just like 11 years. That other shit was like 20 years ago. Shit was 11 years ago. 10 or 11, something like that. But... I see. I see your point. But my thing there's a whole like, lot of things that happened back in. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but there's, there's a lot of things that happened ten years ago. That, yeah, because sometimes you don't realize just how long ago ten years ago was. Yeah, yeah, and, and every all of this was wrong. I'm not. I'm not condoning this stuff. I'm just saying that the times 
were different. The times is different. Not to excuse any of the shit that I just mentioned. I'm not saying that people that was watching R. Kelly tape was right. I'm not saying what he's saying was right. I'm not saying anything of all that. All I'm saying is that the times were different. So it's like we knew R. Kelly was a pedophile this entire time. He didn't go to jail until what, last year? Yeah. The times was different. Times are different. Times are completely different. But my only thing with him is, I do. You weren't. I think if he was on stage, maybe it would have been received a little different because it would have been like a whole setup to the joke. And but he was he the way he came off like he was telling a real life story. It didn't come off like hey, you know, this one time such 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 has happened. It didn't seem like he was telling a a joke or a story or a setup for a joke. He was just like, yeah, we was doing this and we got dropped off in this neighborhood. And the way that people came out looked like Planet of the Apes. Like, whoa, whoa. Like, it's just. Yeah, exactly. I was saying, had it been, had he been on stage, it might have been received different. It may, it may have been like, oh, well, he's, no, it's satire. He's telling a story to get to a point, to get to a punchline. But he was just like, they asked him a question. He was talking about, oh, yeah, they dropped us off in this black neighborhood. And it was like Planet of the Apes. And they're like, wait a minute, dude. Like, you correlated it way too much. If he would have left black neighborhood out of it, if he would have said they dropped us off in this rundown neighborhood and it was like Planet of the Apes, he could have got away with it. Could have been like, oh, I get it. It was like chaos and madness and all of that. But as soon as you said a black neighborhood and Planet of the Apes, as soon as you correlated those two, and I think that's what the N word, of course, set everybody off. That made everybody hot. It got yeah. the attention. But you know, whenever you relate black people to apes, it's like yeah, an extra button. Story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an no, extra button. Yeah, of course. He was wild. Yeah, I think Definitely that's wild. what really sent people into overdrive. I think they heard they heard the they heard the N word thing was like, here we go again with the bull. Another one of them calling us niggas. But when they heard the Planet of the Apes thing, I think that's when everybody's like, wait a minute now. I was kind of trying was to ride with, with you, Joe, but uh, I can't ride with you when you call us apes. What you're saying is exactly how I felt because I heard the N word thing and I was like, ah, here we go, you know. Motherfuckers, whatever, you know, because I guess because I guess as black people we're so it's like we know you know motherfuckers are saying that word they just not supposed to say it and he has a platform and he's saying it right. Mm-hmm. But once I heard uh, like you said, once I heard his whole the planet when we went in there it was like Planet of the Apes and he acknowledged that it was racist. I'm like God, that, you know some shit is super racist when somebody says some racist and they get to the point where they're like that is. About as racist as it gets, and they pause themselves mid story and say, "Well, goddamn, that was racist." Like that, I may, I may have effed up just now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably went a little bit too far. <laughs> you know, that, that's crazy. You, that's like when you uh, <laughs> when you say something, you stop yourself. Oh, you you about to do something? You like you stop your like, Should I be doing this? I don't think I should do this right here. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> yeah. Like, <laughs> That's that. That's that last drink in the club, son. <laughs> you go to the bar, you know, you look at the drink, you be like, I probably shouldn't drink this one right here. <laughs> that's a fact. Man, that shit happens all the time. You like, oh, I already ordered it and paid for it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take this one. <laughs> but that's exactly what it was, man. He realized, like, ah, I may have went a little too far on that one. But he was already knee deep, so he had to keep going with it. Yeah, he. he it, it was. Uh, that was definitely a terrible story. But again. I believe it was because of the time and his audience. He was catering to his audience. Not to say that his audience is probably, you know, all racist or whatever like that, but if he had said the N-word or if he was using that kind of rhetoric at the time and you continued to listen to him, then you have the same ideology as him. You understand? You, you, you pretty much relate. When people are listening to us because they relate to our... Cause they relate to the stuff they were saying. So if you hear him saying the N-word or calling black people apes and shit like that, you, you're you like, hey, that's a funny-ass story. <laughs> <laughs> you relate to that shit. And, and if, you, if your ratings are not going down, you continue to say the shit. You just continue to do what you do because that's what's making your people, you know, love you know love you for the shit that you do. That's why they listen to you. They don't listen to you for politically correct. They listen to you because you're saying the shit on air that they wish they probably could say. True. 
Yeah, that's a that's a valid fact. A lot of times, that's what people are like. Man, that's what I want to say when I'm at work, but I know I can't say it. So I'll just listen to you say it in in my own little office or in my car. High five the air, like yeah, man, tell them. Because that, like that's how they really want to. Uh, that's how they really want to speak and what they really want to say. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you feel. People listen to they listen to people or watch stuff that you relate to that you that you find entertaining and they feel he's entertaining and at the time they were loving it he was like look at my ratings I'm getting more and more big. I'm getting bigger and bigger this is crazy you know so he didn't think anything of it but when times change you're like oh shit I can't be saying shit like that I probably still feel the same way but I can't I can't express it that yeah, way I can't because there's sponsors and all this other shit that you just can't do yeah, you know? I can no longer voice what I really feel. I gotta, I gotta be mindful. Yeah. So, does he probably is, is Joe Rogan racist? I, 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 you know, I don't know him to be like he's racist. Did he say some racist shit? Of course, that shit is racist. He again, he acknowledges shit was racist. Yeah. But I can't, I can't wholeheartedly say this is a racist person. He just was bold to say the shit on live air that a lot of people are probably just saying fucking in their car, at home, all this other shit, you know, and he was getting paid for it. So at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know if he's racist. I don't think I've seen, I've, I've, I've followed his career for a long time. Not that I listened to the show, but he's a comedian. If people don't know, I know his shit wasn't funny to people that are probably listening to this, but he is a comedian. I happen to be a comedian. I, you know, so I follow pretty much all comedians and he's somebody that pushes the envelope. He is like a, for the older folks, I would say he's like a Howard Stern. Yeah. Like a Howard Stern type. But yeah, he was a Howard Stern, Stern type of dude. Yeah, like a Howard Stern. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't wholeheartedly say he's racist. Like you say, he did say some racist stuff. And it's clear he's done it more than once. So, I don't know. I just know. Like I've never been a huge follower of him. Like I hear, I see clips, I watch him, I kind of study his um, podcast from time to time, just trying to perfect our craft. But I've never really paid him that much attention. The most attention I paid him is when he did the Carlos Mencia thing, and then when he started popping up on um, on all the UFC stuff. I was like, oh, it's not this dude. This dude really do this. He really does this UFC stuff. And I started looking. So I was like, oh no, nah, he really does it. Like he. He does this in his spare time. He really likes it. And then he used to play on the show. I used to watch uh, news radio. So that's how I really okay. started watching him. So, but yeah, I don't know. I can't wholeheartedly say he's racist, but his track record kind of like teeters in between where like, uh, well, he said it. Well, maybe he's not really racist. Maybe he just had an issue or maybe he just, maybe he was just on one that day. No, nobody really knows and it'll never truly come out because he's not going to, fully express it and explain it like you know you're gonna keep it close to the cuff i said it i shouldn't have said it that's that he's not gonna say oh man we went in there we were high or we went in there we were drinking or you know i was pandering to the audience of the people that was um that was around he's never gonna fully let all that out that's exactly what it was if everybody wants to figure out the reason if you want to get into his head and figure out why oh man i wonder what he was thinking Motherfucker was pandering to the people that were listening to him. And if you see your numbers constantly going up and up, it doesn't matter what the fuck you're saying on there. You could go in there and start saying, well, well I funk donkeys and all day, and that's what I do. And if fucking the next week you see that 40 more people listen to you because you said you fuck donkeys, then all of a sudden you're going to be like, I need to start saying some more wild shit. I need to be saying the most outrageous shit that you could possibly say. And then all of a sudden, you're going to go in there and be like, oh, I, I just had sex with a hamster. And then all of a sudden, you see your numbers go up double then. And you're like, holy cow, this is amazing. I, I need you to say the most outrageous shit in the world. I just need to say anything because people listen to me talk about crazy shit. And that's how it works. It's the same thing that everybody does when they're, uh, you know, when they're probably trying to sell an album or when they're trying to get people to watch their show or something like that. Not everybody says the most outlandish stuff, but they do stuff that's going to make them stand out and have a story. And if you have a story, then you have something. It's the same reason people get in trouble and all that. It's, it's the same exact thing. You just say outlandish shit to get listeners. Just the most outlandish thing you can possibly say to get listeners. 
people be on, son. Oh, man. So, what else we got on the docket? Spirit. Spirit and Frontier. They merging. We about to have, like, the 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 extra large version of of the hood flyers. I don't know. I think um, this might be good for Spirit, though, because, you know, Spirit be on some BS. I've never really flown Frontier, so I don't know what Frontier got going on, but uh, Spirit be on some BS. But maybe this, uh, maybe them two of them coming together, maybe better planes, maybe more money. Maybe they could pay their staff some more so their staff stop being so hood. And maybe they just start doing some things. Because remember when, um, <laughs> remember when Airtran and um, Southwest merged? Remember, Airtran used to be real cheap, used to be semi-ghetto. Like, Airtran was the bougie version of Spirit at one point. And then they linked up with Southwest and doubled what Southwest had going on. Now Southwest is really popping. It was already popping. Now they popping even more. So maybe this uh, merger will help out, but I'm still not. I got to give it a, I gotta give it a year, year and a half before I rock with them because I've had some bad experiences with Spirit. I'm not rocking with them at all, son. I've flown Frontier. Several times, to be honest with you, um, I, I flew. Let me say that I'm not not plenty of times. I would say I flew them a lot when it was the pandemic. Uh, when the pandemic was not in the height, but you know when it was dying down, because they were giving out flights on some. You want to go to New York for fucking seventy five cents and a bag of chips? They were just on some stuff like that. So I was all over those type of flights. I was back if you would have thought I was a stewardess. Um, <laughs> as much as I was on these flights. Uh, but what I did was I noticed a difference. I never, I was supposed to fly Spirit from Detroit back to uh, Georgia one time. And they, uh, this story was crazy. They canceled my flight because of a torn, uh, because of a hurricane that was in Florida. Uh, had nothing to do with Georgia. Uh, when I called everyone in Georgia, the shit was sunny and 70 degrees. And they canceled my flight, and I was in Detroit, and they said, the next flight we have now, this is a Sunday. They said, the next flight we have is Wednesday. What Wait the fuck minute. am I supposed to do for the next three days? Wait a minute, Wednesday? <laughs> yes. So I was like, lady, so what am I supposed to do for the next three days? So tell me, I need to know what I'm supposed to do for the next three days, since y'all don't have flights for three days. So I canceled that shit, obviously. That's a Delta bag. Um but but the thing is with Frontier, Frontier was not horrible, not extremely horrible. It was uh, it was all right. It was okay. I, I would say it, it's a. I would say it's a. I would say actually, I would say it's a nicer. That's a nicer spirit. To be honest with you, the chairs are still trash. I mean, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, the chairs are trash. The what you call them is trash. The uh. You can't. Obviously, it's the same thing. They're, they're cheap. The, the flights are cheap. Obviously, and if you, if anybody's listening, the reason that Frontier and Spirit are cheap, and it's because they can't bring no fucking bags on there. If you go in somewhere, you have to wear forty drawers and you have to wear fucking fifty pants on the <laughs> flight because you cannot bring stuff on there. And the re- and if you do, the shit is about uh, the shit is like fifty dollars for a bag. And I ain't talking about the bag that you have to weigh. I'm talking about a bag, a bag, that fucking duffel bag. Yeah. That's, that's how they get you. So, but Frontier and Spirit together, like you said, hopefully they do what you said and they uh, they upgrade a little bit. But if I know track records of these type of motherfuckers, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he said it doesn't bode well. <laughs> man, man. You know, Spirit. Spirit, they named it because it's, it's one of those times you gotta have the Holy Spirit when you get on those flights. It's the same thing. It, it, it's a. Uh, I, I don't. I've. I just know. I've just seen experiences from. I can't say anything bad about Frontier because I'm still alive. But that's my thing. You get me on the ground safely, then I'm just like, okay, cool. Uh, you know. Uh, but I never had a bad experience with Frontier. It's It's, it's not great. But if you're trying to save money and you don't need to bring a bag, go ahead and get off frontier. Nah, now my thing with my thing with um with spirit is just that they're last on the priority list. So people who fly, people who don't know, like if you're last on a priority list, 
that means if there's let's say it starts raining, let's say your flight leaves at um it's ten thirty. Let's say your flight leaves at ten thirty PM and it starts raining, so they start pushing flights back. Spirit is last on the priority list. So every flight they'll catch up on other flights before they let your ten thirty flight leave. So if they if they open the airport back up at like eleven o'clock, they're like, all right, weather's cleared, we could take off again. They're gonna let all the Delta flights and all of the American Airlines flights that was scheduled for ten thirty take off. Then if it's like eleven fifteen, they're like, oh well, we got these other Delta flights that's supposed to leave at eleven. We're gonna let them leave on time, and we gonna let all the other American Airlines that leave at eleven o'clock on time. Then we'll go back and let Spirit leave from ten thirty. So that that'd be my problem with them. Me and the wife got stuck. Me and the wife got stuck in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, we got stuck in Fort Lauderdale for like six hours over that. It was like, oh, yeah, it's raining and um, everybody else has to leave before us. <laughs> we was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> they was like, oh, yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, it was the gate agents that was telling us, like the people who be at the gate taking your ticket. They the ones who told us. They was like, oh, yeah, we're last on the list. So everybody gets to leave before us. <laughs> we was what? like, what? <laughs> It was like number one, I don't think you're supposed to tell the customers that. <laughs> That's number one. I'm pretty sure that was in the customer service class at the start of, at the hiring thing. You're not supposed to tell that information to the uh, to the customers. They don't give a flap. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they was like, Psh, whatever. We getting paid these peanuts. We don't give a damn. It's a fact. I'll tell you anything. What do you want to know? They don't even got all the screws in that plane. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like that was my thing with them. Like I just don't want to. I don't want to get stuck anyplace. Like how you said, you was like they said the next flight is not for like three days. That's yeah. one of my biggest fears. But fly, I do not want to go someplace and just be stuck and stranded and be on some like, what do I do now? <laughs> so if I go someplace, you'll never get stuck in a major city. You'll get stuck someplace like Idaho or some shit like that. But oh yeah, we had to stop in Idaho and we're stuck here for the next three days. Yeah, I was fucking in, in Detroit. I was like, oh, that's over for me. <laughs> you, can't go, you, can't, you can't even go outside in Detroit. You better not go outside in Detroit, son. <laughs> I was like, this is how it's going to end? This is how it's going to end? Yo, <laughs> I wonder in cities like that, do they be like, hey, we get you this hotel. People are like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to sleep in the airport. You don't want to go outside? Nope, I'm not going outside. <laughs> Detroit is, uh, when I went to Detroit, I ain't going to lie, man. It is, uh. I was in the city, like I was in the actual city of Detroit, like uh, right on, right on the other side of Canada, like that type. Of like I was right there uh, where the casinos was at. So if anybody's listening from Detroit, like I was where the three casinos was where I stayed at the MGM, uh, but I didn't even know y'all had three. Ca- so uh, Daniel, I don't know if you ever been to Detroit, but they literally have three casinos in the middle of the city. It's like going to Manhattan, and it's just mad random. Randomly, three casinos right there, just oh, around wow. the businesses, and there's three casinos. The other thing that had me crazy about Detroit was they literally don't have people in Detroit. Like, it's, I, I, there's streets that don't have nobody. Like, it was there on a Saturday, there was nobody in the streets. They have, and I know people from Detroit are going to be like, "Yo, this is the god I'm true." They have, uh, they have scooters that are just hanging around. They're just sitting there. There's just mad scooters that are just in the area where there's no people. There's, uh, like I said, the three casinos. And then we went, obviously, you know me, I always got to go to the hood. I went to the hood and there was uh, uh, broken down. Um, there's so many uh, houses that were abandoned because a lot of people have left Detroit. Yeah. And I, and I literally did not know how Canada was that close. Like, you can swim to Canada. Like, it's that type of shit. It's like, I've never, I actually went to Canada to go to the other casino because I went to Caesars because you could see the casino from Detroit. It's 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 a it's a beautiful spot, it's definitely beautiful, but I've never thought I would it would be that way. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I, it, I've never been to Detroit, but there's a lot of there's a lot of cities. And I mean, well, cities and states that are like that where you literally a uh, a walk across a, a damn fence to get into Canada. Yeah, and that's wild. Yeah, like Detroit is crazy because you know after that market crash, all the cars and everything, people dipped out. Dude said his whole blocks with nobody, just a so nobody. Somebody's got to be there if the scooters is there. Son. <laughs> somebody's nah, leaving the drop, scooters there. Uh, yeah, somebody in a van dropping off scooters, and that's it. That's exactly <laughs> what it 
<laughs> nah, son, the fucking, they little, uh, like the little city bikes, a little whatever, they, all these little scooters that be down. They be all around downtown Atlanta, too. So somebody's leaving yeah. them joints because you could just hop on them joints, ride, and then hop off and leave them shit sitting there. But, but people people live in the downtown Atlanta. There ain't nobody in Detroit, so it was very little people. I'm not throwing shade or anything like that. I'm being very honest. There was just there were no people. I just did not see people. And I was in the city. And maybe if I went outside the city, I did go outside the city. I did see Motown. I saw Motown, uh, the Motown Museum, which was very beautiful. Um, but yeah, I just did not see people. I'm telling y'all. It is. Go to Detroit. You see no people. Oh, man, you stupid son. But yeah, but um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see how this uh spirit and frontier thing get together and how they build and what they do. But man, I tell you one thing, I got to get a full uh breakdown of their status and everything before I ride them again. Spirit to me is like the, it's like the Greyhound version of airplanes. Like that's real cheap and bootleg on some bullshit, son. I cannot oh, rock out. I cannot yeah. rock out with spirit. But the mer- most time mergers do assist people. Mergers do um, they do benefit one or the other. So, but you know, one has to consume the other. And the stuff I was reading, which I really didn't read in detail, I'm not sure who's consuming who. But based off the um, based off their track record, I would think Frontier would consume would consume spirit just for the name purpose, just so they can kind of like get away from the name or maybe they come up with a new name, but something definitely needs to happen because spirit's name is trash. It's been tarnished and it's going to keep being tarnished just because of the stuff that goes on with it. So I don't know. uh, I have no idea how they're going to, I, I just hope that it's just a little bit better. Maybe they can fucking let motherfuckers on there with a duffel bag or some shit like that. That'd be nice. Um, I've been on Frontier and they'll let you on with like a book bag, but if you're if you have like a duffel bag, that's the same because that's the reason that fly people fly Delta. Well, you get a better experience, right? And the real reason I fly Delta is because I know for a fact I'm I'm going to milk the whole bag situation. I'm I'm gonna stuff my big ass duffel bag in in that overhead in that overhead <laughs> shit. I'm going to get it in there, and that's why I like Delta because obviously. Uh, the seats are pretty decent. They're decent. They're not great, but but they just don't fuck with you with the bag situation. No, if you go on Spirit or Frontier, they're going to fuck with you with that bag situation. They're going to tell you to put it in that little-ass crate thing, whatever the fuck that shit is, that can only fit like two pieces of bread, and then that's it. If you can't get it in that shit, you got to pay the $50 to bring that bag on there. That's wild. That's why you said you be fitting. Yo, have you ever seen people in the – their luggage, they be trying to uh, get onto planes. <laughs> like the stuff they be trying to take on Delta. But, oh, yeah, this is my carry-on. And it should be should be big as a toddler. And they be like, oh, no, this is my carry-on. This is not a check of luggage. They're like, sir, you could fit two people in your bag. It's a it's a, it's a check of luggage. They be like, no, I'm going to put this in the overhead. And they really be coming down the aisle trying to fit that big-ass bag in the overhead. I just be sitting there looking at them like, like yo, what are you doing, man? Just give it up. Just go ahead and pay the fee and get it over with, man. What are you doing? I don't ever do that shit, but I just be like, you know what? Well, I'll be packing light anyway. I'll be on my uh, Mission Impossible packing. I'll be rolling stuff and rolling and flipping inside out. I'll be doing all type of stuff to make sure I get everything in one bag, put that joint in the overhead because I do not want to, uh, I do not want my bag to get lost one. And I, when it's time to go, when it's time to get off and leave the airport, I'm ready to get off and leave the airport. That's fair. Like I don't put any. I don't do the. Over, I don't do the whole. Like you. I'm like you. I don't do the. Um, put it under the. Put it under the plane that check luggage. Nah, I can't do that. Hell no. I did that shit one time, and they ended up having to uh, deliver the bag to wherever I was staying. They was like, "Oh yeah, uh, we're not sure what happened, but your bag got put on a plane that's coming later." I was like, what? <laughs> "Hold up! <laughs> if I got if I got on this plane, that means me and my bag got to the airport at the same time." <laughs> Why, why is my bag not on the plane that I'm on? It's like, oh, well, you know, things happen. Nah, pimpin', I don't understand things happen. <laughs> I need you to things happen to me a voucher. That's what I need you to do. 
them dudes had to deliver my bag to me later. It was like later that, luckily it was just later that day, but I've heard horror stories. People like, oh, I didn't have my bag for four days because they lost it in the airport. Like, man, oh no! I happened to be the same thing that just happened to you. They did bring my bag that same day. I was just like, I'm never going to see my clothes again. I just, I already knew it. I <laughs> you chalked like, it up as a loss, huh? <laughs> yeah, I already chalked it up as a loss. It was a big ass bag too. I was like, damn, I just packed some of that shit too. But I knew it was a loss. I was, but the guy came through. He was, he was like, yo, I got your bag, and I was like, holy cow, y'all really do come through with the bags. He said, yeah, I really did it, didn't you? <laughs> I can't believe it. I am very shocked. Yeah, son, I only had that one experience. I was like, yeah, nah, I will owe it. Unless I'm taking some, like, major trip where I just can't avoid checking a bag. But if I'm just doing, like, some little hopper, yeah, nah. I'm going to pack up this little this little suitcase, and it's going up, up above my head. And when it's time to get off, I'm getting my bag, and I'm gone. Yeah, I don't like, I, I, I'm the same as you. I like to put my bag in the overhead. I like to get off the plane and get the fuck up out of there. I, I'm definitely like you when it comes to that shit. I do not like standing around that carousel, waiting, motherfuckers is hugging the damn, you know, where the shit pops out. Motherfuckers is <laughs> hugging that area. So now I got to stand on the opposite area and watch everybody's bag come around the fucking carousel. I don't like that shit. That shit, I do not like it at all. I don't know how people stand at the stand right there at the opening. Like that joint, that joint would drive me crazy. It give me anxiety. He's trying to sit there like, <sighs> yeah, <that should> be <laughs> pissing me off, man. I, that's why I don't. That is one reason. That's definitely a reason why I don't put my shit under the bed, under the uh, under the plane. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. That shit is funny. Oh man, let's move on. Next thing on the docket. So big on the internet. Big in little uh, conversation circles I'm seeing this past week. Could you date somebody who plays a homosexual person in a movie or a TV show? Homosexual? Well, obviously we guys, so. Yeah. So it's, it's come up a lot, and I'm seeing a whole lot of chat about it. I'm seeing people talk about it. And when I look at it, I was like, eh. I don't know, but I get where, and I think it came up because there's a guy who did it, and um, he's married, and I think everybody was kind of like roasting her or going at her saying, you know, how could you, blah, 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 blah. And she what? I should still probably have it up. Yeah, still be with him. <laughs> Just be with a guy. That she probably had known him for fucking 10, 15 years. How could you? How could you stay with him after he fucking played it apart? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because I know this motherfucker forever. Because I know he's not actually gay. <laughs> Exactly, because I've been with him, and this is this is you know what it is. Um, I apologize, guy, folks. I should I should have it up. I should have had the whole details up, but I ain't got it up. I'm getting tired I of think, hearing this foolishness. I think uh, while you're looking for it, I think that you have to compartmentalize two things. You know, it's a part. You understand? Like when somebody plays a killer. And then all of a sudden comes home, you don't just automatically believe he's going to wake up in the middle of the night or she's going to wake up in the middle of the night and kill you. So, you know, I, I believe that you have to part, if the person is an actor or an actress, you have to partmentalize and you have to say, you have to say to yourself, that this is their job. You understand? They're not going to play a killer and kill me. They're not going to play a thief and steal. They're not going to play a cheater and cheat on me. This is a part. This is a job. This is something they go to and leave. You don't, when people go to their job, you don't all of a sudden come back home and just be like, you know what? I feel like flipping burgers for, for the rest of the night. No, you fucking leave the work <laughs> and you are your regular self. When you know, people don't fucking go home and be like, you know what? Now I feel like just going out and just delivering anything to anybody. No, you go home and you are your person. So I think acting has to be treated the same way. Yeah, and I think that's I, if you're playing a role, you're playing a role. I think people probably look at it and be like, "Man, like he did that role too good," or you know, there he's kissing another man, and then he's gonna come home and kiss me. And I don't know. I don't. I I, I think I see both sides of it. I think you see, you see it as like, yo, it's a role. You're playing a role. Like he, that's not what he does. He's just playing a role. And now he's coming home to live his real life. <laughs> like this yeah. is not what he does. This is not what he does at the house. And I think people, but you know, it's a, it's a, um, it's a double standard. Because yeah, that's why I said we're guys. 
guy, so it's, it does that. This 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 uh story is is different. Yeah, it's different for us than it would. I mean, at least for me and you, I'm not gonna say for us because I, maybe there's some female feel the same way, but for us, I think it's a little bit different. Um, I, I I personally, I personally think like, hey, at the end of the day, you're playing a role, and you play that role. And if you're good at, I don't think when Heath Ledger was alive, I didn't know he played that role amazing. I didn't all of a sudden think he left work and was the Joker. You know, I you know I you have to you have to compartmentalize somebody's job. You know, you have to. It's like it's almost like when you know you know what it's like, like when comedians get off stage and now, now motherfuckers make me laugh. No motherfucker, I get on the stage and I make people laugh. You, the same thing or. or you're a doctor, and then all of a sudden, everybody wants you to check them out. I got this mole on my fucking on my fucking stomach. I need you. Is this cancer? No, I don't. I don't know, motherfucker. I, I'm not at work. So it's the same thing with acting. You gotta, you gotta. If a person is on there and they are, if they felt comfortable enough to take a role that is for you know that is they're heterosexual and they do a homosexual role, and they feel comfortable with it, and they know there's nothing. I'm not. I'm not uh, gay or whatever the situation is, then that's fine. Then it's cool. And, you know, they they're they're cool with it. They know they're comfortable with themselves, and I think the person that's dealing with them should feel the same way. Yeah, like I said, and I think it's just a double standard fact of it because nobody said anything about from the female perspective. It was strictly like, could you date women? Could you date a guy who played a non-straight role? So it's definitely a double standard. And you you look at it from the point of they're saying, oh, well, nah, because that, that must mean that he must like that. And it's like you can't really be serious when you when you have that perspective, like, oh, he played the role. So he secretly wants to do that. This is his way of living out his his fantasy or whatever. I, I really feel like that's almost like a and I know somebody is going to like what I'm about to say, but I feel like it's childish, almost childish to be like. Oh, you was on a TV kissing another guy, so I know you're gay. Blah 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 blah. blah. That's childish. That's it's childish. That's but, silly. You, but you know it's people who feel that way. You oh, know yeah, it's, some, it's some people out there, some women out there, like, nah, girl, you seen? You see the way he leaned in when he did that? Oh yeah, nah, that wasn't acting. He that's what he really do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I know there's people that's out there that say dumbass shit like that, and but I truly believe if you believe that it's. To me, I believe that's childish. At the end of the day, it's a role. It has nothing to do with somebody's sexuality, their, their preference, or anything like that. They go, they clock in, they fucking do whatever they're going to do as far as the role, leave, and then and that's it. They just keep it moving. So, I mean, maybe, maybe, I, I, uh, maybe I'm looking at it in my uh, lenses, and somebody is saying, well, the reason they feel that way is because they are kissing another guy. And, they, and my response to that is like yeah because that's what the role asks for that's just what it is you know and if they feel I, I just believe what people can't be they can't if somebody's comfortable doing something and there's nothing uh, you know there's nothing about it they just feel comfortable doing the role and that's what it is and I, I just think that people just need to leave it at that oh yeah you gotta leave it at that but you know people um people are gonna have something to say people are gonna have an opinion about oh absolutely everything and if if they didn't if they if they really felt that way or if they really wanted to do that I'm pretty sure at this day and age in the society we live in they would just go ahead and do it like it's not something that they have to run and hide they may want to run and hide from it but it's not something they have to run and hide from like they did once upon a time so like somebody really wanted to, that's what you wanted to do. That's what you can go do. And it wouldn't be no big issue. Like nobody's going to be going crazy over it. So you wouldn't have to pick a role just to do that. And then if that was the case, you would pick that role all the time. Correct. Now, if you had a guy, if you were, if, if, if she's dating a guy and that's all the roles he plays, they'd be like, Hey, we got this role where you're going to be the, um, the nosy neighbor. He'd be like, nah, do I get to kiss a guy? I'm like, no, no kissing guys. You're just going to be the nosy neighbor. He'd be like, nah, I'm good. Now that now you may now you may want to look into something like eh, something yeah, kind of fishy around here. Preference that's something totally different. Like if it's just preference, like I prefer 
whole movie. This is the the cartoon. Because yeah, like, uh, you make them gay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something to that effect that you might have. But at the end of the day, people just need to just, all you have to say, I don't think somebody has to hide behind a role, you know, to be like, it's what you were just saying. You don't have to, nobody has to hide behind a role to be like, um, I'm, you know, I'm gay or whatever the situation. You don't have to hide behind a role to do that. You come out and say it and then play the role. That's it. That's it. We passed them days, man. We way yeah. passed them days. Yeah, but I don't know. I think, um, like I said, it's different for for guys and girls. It's completely different. Like, that wouldn't even be a conversation or a debate if it was the other way around. You'd be like, would you ever date a woman who played a non-straight role? Most guys like guys be like, man, I don't care what she's doing. Like, I don't care. Can I be there? Can I go? Yeah. <laughs> the guys will be on. Yeah, it's a double standard with that shit, 100%. Double standard for sure. But I, I think it's a, I think for one, I think it's a stupid debate. I think it's something that people are going to take and run with and just have something just to talk about. But I'm of the mindset you are, man. It's a, it's a role. They're playing a role. If it's not your cup of tea or that's not what you prefer, then so be it. But they're playing that role and either you could roll with it or move on. Or if you're, let's say you're disgusted by it based off your, um, your religious beliefs, that's one thing. But if you dislike it just because you say, Oh, I don't like him doing that. And you have no like real rhyme or reason for it. Then you should hate all the negative roles he plays. If you view that as negative, that's fact. if you view that as negative, then you should be upset at every negative role he plays and not just, this role because it's uh you're probably getting pressured from your homegirls like what he's doing what girl you gonna let him come back home it's just like you said it's childish and it becomes real real foolish and dumb at it's some childish, point definitely a child, uh, definitely a childish uh way of thinking you you basically need to all you need to do is I don't I don't think anybody that's in a relationship would be like well I'm gonna hide behind my role stay in this relationship. I need you. This is how I'm going to come out to you. This, that's silly. It is very... Who does... Who would go through those lengths to be like, I'm going to take the game role and this will tell her. Uh, uh, no. Nobody's doing all that. Nobody's doing none of that stuff. Not at all. If they are, they just... They're all y'all childish. <laughs> Man, that's way extra. That's way too... It is too extra. But I, I think that whole thing, anybody that thinks like that, I just feel like that's a very immature way to think. A role is a role. You can't, I mean, if, if you, like you said, you cannot have, well, if they play a gay role, that means they must be some sort of gay. You have to keep that same energy if they play a killer or if they play a, if they play a, anything, anything after that, a, a, a thief, a killer. Uh, you know, a, a serial killer. You have to keep that same role. You have to seem that keep that same energy and that same process. And that would be too. That sounds silly if you was to be like, well, it's just a role for a killer. Well, it just has to be a role for anything. You understand? So, it's the same thing. Most definitely. Oh man! So, um, before we get out of here, like we do for all major sporting events, son, what is your pick for uh, this Sunday? Uh, Cincinnati and the Rams. Cincinnati and the Rams. Now, this is what I'm going to say. Do I think the Rams are going to win? I do. I think they're going to win. They're the favorites. They're the more powerful team. Will I be rooting for the Rams? No. I will be rooting for Cincinnati I will be rooting for an underdog. I'm all, I mean, me and you are Jet fans, and that, that should already tell the audience that if we don't, if they don't get no more underdog than the Jets. They don't get no more underdog than that. <laughs> and I like to see underdog teams win. I like to see new energy. I like the fact that Cincinnati are, is doing what they're doing. It is very exciting to me. So my 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 brain is saying, my brain is saying, uh, Rams, my heart will be with Cincinnati that entire night. Mm. 
What do you say? I don't know, son. I'm rocking with um. I'm with you on the underdog thing, but I can't stand Joe Burrow. And I, I would say this. I, I'll say this. It's not that I can't oh, stand. He must have did something recently because he's so new. He must have did something. He must have did something <laughs> like, uh, now. I was just saying, let me take that back. It's not that I can't stand Joe Burrow. I just hate when they just they just lord over certain players. They just, oh, my goodness. Oh, geez, did you see it? Oh, my goodness. He did this. I just like, oh, I want this dude to lose. Like, I hate, oh, when, they, nah. I hate so, when they do that with people, man. It drives me insane, man. I cannot stand I, I, it. I get that. And I get that. But, you know, right before, you would not feel that way, right? If it was If it was my Rodgers. team. If it was my team, if I would have here. If it was, obviously, if it was the Jets, obviously. That when God knows when that day is going to come. But if it was Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl and it was going against Joe Burrow, they would have been praising Aaron Rodgers because he's the bigger figure, right? Probably this is so. Like a, this is a Cinderella story. Everybody believes the Rams are going to win. The Rams are like the juggernaut. They're the team that stole all these good players. Not stole. That's the wrong word. But they got all these good players, right? They got them, and they're supposed to win. I'm for, and I, I I understand your thing because I'm 100% like that. That's the reason I wanted the Chiefs to lose. What you just said is the reason I wanted the Chiefs to lose because everybody's like, Chiefs are the juggernaut. They're the great, greatest team in the entire land. Nobody can <laughs> ever stop them. Nobody can ever stop them. And then all of a sudden, Cincinnati came down, came back from that biggest de- that big deficit. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. And it was the same reason that you're saying right now because I didn't want to hear about the Chiefs anymore the reason that people are going crazy about uh, Joe Burrow is because this is like a story. This is not supposed to be happening, to be honest with you. Like, what's happening right now is just not supposed to be happening. Yeah, they were supposed uh, to be in the spot. Yeah, so it's like we got to talk about this kid because the fact that he got us, this, the fact that he got that team here is amazing. And I'm not rooting for him for the Joe Burrow experience. I'm rooting because I want this juggernaut of a massive team like the Rams to lose. I just want to see them lose. They have so many good players. It's, it's You know what it is? It's the Miami Heat effect when LeBron went there. You didn't want nobody. Uh, there was a whole bunch of people that loved LeBron, and then there was a whole bunch of people that just wanted to see them lose. Just yeah. just lose for me. Just lose. I don't care what you do. Just lose. Right? That's that's where I'm that's at. That's what it is. Just, yeah. Yeah, same thing with like the uh, same thing like with like the Yankees. Everybody loves to see the Yankees lose. They like, oh man, they just buy players. They buy players. We want them to lose. We don't want them to win. So I guess Correct. it's the same way. But I don't know. I just they drive me crazy with that. And like I, I, I like the won. fact that you got a uh, they got Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase is getting a lot of the credit. But this dude Joe Burrow could throw a five yard pass and they, they'll dissect it. Like you see the way he dropped back. He moved his left foot just so lightly on the turf. And he planted his his other leg into the deep part of the turf and twisted. I'm like, come on, man! This dude just threw the ball, man! Right. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I, I feel you. I'm not. I'm not that's saying that you're be wrong. Crazy, son. That's what, and not, that's why I don't even want them to lose. But that's why I just be like, ah, I don't want to hear about Cincinnati no more. You can't watch the what you call. You can't watch the. Uh, I haven't been watching the media. I've just been like, you know what? I'm just waiting for the game. I haven't watched no media on this game. I don't. I don't you're care. Just, just waiting for the. Just waiting for the game I'm itself. Just, I'm not even watching the the beginning celebration. I'm not watching no no uh, when they do the, the coin toss uh, and all that. Anthem, coin toss. I'm not watching none of this. Strictly when kickoff. They, <laughs> when I see they get on the field and I see a, uh, the kickoff, then I'm with it. Until then, I'm not watching none of that stuff. Nope. 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 Uh, and I'm not even really. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of either one of them. I, I don't think I really want the Rams. Only reason why I would want the Rams to win is just because they got a, uh, they got Aaron Donald. They got Odell. I like Odell. But overall, I can I can say I wouldn't mind an underdog win. I wouldn't mind a team winning that has a lot to prove and a team winning yeah. that have they won one? If they won one, it was like years years ago. But I don't think they've ever won one. So, you know, I love that type of stuff. Like when teams never won a Super Bowl and they win one, yeah, or any type of championship, I love that. So that's what I'm saying. This is one of those situations. This is almost like if the Jets was in the was in the Super Bowl, and it's like, get the hell out of here, these these motherfuckers. 
two years ago was trash, and then all of a sudden, and you know, and then all of a sudden you get there, and then there's some random person talking about, I'm sick of Zach Wilson. I don't want Zach Wilson to win. You're like, motherfucker, all these heartaches we had, you can't root for the person that had the most heartaches? As bad as our team has been, you can't root for us? Like, that's, that's, the, that's the reason. I'm rooting for someone. Cincinnati has had the same amount of heartache that if not more heartache than the Jets. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's more of like, nah, you know what? I got to root for the, the super underdog, but the person that people that's been, oh man, this has been a terrible year. Well, team went five and fucking 12. This is fucking terrible. Five and 11. This is terrible. I'm rooting for them just, for, just on that strength. Yeah, I get that. And you know what? Uh, it may even be some random person that helps them win. Like, like really, like the kickers need to get some love. Like, I would love to see a kicker win the uh, win the MVP because their kickers put them in the put them into the Super Bowl. He won both games in the playoffs on some wild ass kicks. That's fact. So, hey, give him another chance. Let him kick it. Let him uh, let him win the Super Bowl. Then I'll be happy. I'm like, good job. Oh, that <laughs> goddamn Joe Burrow. <laughs> I don't think Joe Burrow is probably going to get the. Uh, you might be right on the kicker. It's going to be a, a really, really good game. I am looking forward to it. I am. I'm super looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it more because if it is an upset, it's going to be one of those like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. That type of stuff. So yeah, probably so. It's probably going to be some yeah. random play, some type of sack, or some type of interception, or some some wild thing that's going to happen that's going to change the change the perplexity of it. Oh man! Yeah, I'm looking forward to all of that. It's going to be tune in, everybody, because you don't want to miss that. Good, it should be a good halftime show. All that stuff. So I'm just looking forward to a great show. I don't know, but we're gonna see. Should be good, folks. We'll have that y'all next time. It's been real. We appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep listening. We're gonna keep providing some content, some information to y'all. We're gonna keep enjoying ourselves, man. Until next time, we out of here. Oh wait, I just figured out something. Figured out, figured out why I don't like Joe Burrow. Because I fucking, because I, I live in in uh, SEC country, so I've always heard about this dude like crazy when he's playing for LSU and all of that. So his name is always on some type of sports channel or sports something down here in the South. It's kind of haunted you. SEC players. This guy is haunting you. Unbelievable. <laughs> He can stop the music and everything. I remember Eureka. I figured it out. Eureka. All right, folks, we out of here, man. Y'all stay peasy. Y'all be easy.